If you're gonna play in Texas, you gotta have a fiddle in the band. That lead guitar is hot, but not for Louisiana man. So raw's enough that both are faded love and let's all dance. If you're gonna play in Texas, you gotta have a fiddle in the band. Welcome to Agnox Postgame Report following the AM win over Arkansas 34-22. Uh, just to get us popped off today. Did not see that performance from Durkin showing up, but at the same time, I did expect that performance from those five-star defensive linemen in that five-star defense. That looked exactly like I wanted to see on defense. That was amazing to watch. It was just, it was like somebody doing a nice painting. It was, you do this, we do this twice over. We had them matched up three steps ahead. It was great to watch. Our offense, we are totally bitch-made on offense. We have a bunch of pussies on offense that don't want to get it done, and our defense definitely made up for it this week. Yeah, for sure. Ag Jack here, back on the pod. Happy to be back, boys. Thanks for the introduction. Appreciate that, Tom Ag. Uh, Anyways. Post-game, we never do introductions. I know, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just playing. This was the most fun I've had watching football in a very long time, and I just said this in the group text, but even though I've been born into poverty football-wise, this was just an absolute blast. Uh, watching this defense just dominate from start to finish, they they didn't hesitate once. Like it honestly felt like the score didn't tell the story. We should have beat this team by thirty five. Um, but it, it was just so much fun. Max Johnson played really well. They got sloppy in the second half, but um, I, it, this was just so much fun to watch. I, I can't complain. Yeah, this is Billy with a rare post game appearance here. But uh, I, I don't know about Tom. I, I don't know about a painting. I don't think I would agree with that. I'm going to say this looked like SEC football finally being played from a team that had the number one recruiting class in the entire nation and apparently history like a year and a half ago. I so love Looks like these guys. Was, fuck me. I love that take. Continue. Go ahead. They're, no, they're they're coming into to form, and that's what we that's what we needed. It was good to see. Like Jack said, the score did not tell the story. We dominated that game. Didn't feel like a rivalry game. Never feels really like a rivalry game. It's just a weird one that we play close. Uh, but it was awesome for it to not be like a – Sweaty ending at the end. It was, it was an easy game. Shouts out to Max Johnson again for stepping up with the, the biggest sack and balls and dick in the world. So good for him. Yeah. Dude's pushing 10 feet at this point with two pound balls on each. And at the same time, yeah. it, it was sweaty at the end. The refs didn't give us a touchdown at the end. They fucking ruled it over, dude. It was sweaty at the end. It was all that Jerry concocted bullshit from the start. And even at the end, like, we should have won this game 41 to 20, but, you know, or to 22, whatever. So I've got a couple things. First, it is, it's games like this. This is why we get so angry when this team plays like shit, because we know they are capable of doing this with the talent that they have, with the coaches that they have. This is on the table every fucking week. And we still didn't even play that well today. It was super sloppy in the second half. We gave them chances on platters all day long. We did get defensive touchdown and a special teams touchdown to kind of pump it up. But like, I just, I think that these are the games where it's like, okay, this is what it should be. This is the expectation for the program moving forward. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong whatsoever. What I will say is like, um, so expectations wise on defense, let's talk about expectations. So you get seven sacks against Albert. What do we have? Eight sacks today, five sacks alone in the second half. I mean, are you had nine at one point? Well, I, we had the yeah, I don't sacks. No, I don't think that's right. I I think that it actually ended up being only five. I swear I heard that on the I heard them announce that I thought. 
No, we had so we had second half. We had seven sacks overall, and it felt like we had twelve. Dude, okay, so let's talk about Durkin. That I didn't see too much three man front running today. What I did see was Bryce Anderson coming down a lot, either faking the blitz or actually continuing on a delayed blitz or just a straight shot to the quarterback. That's shit right there. Every single time he was bumping the tight end, which in history we've seen that the tight end has given us issues. So is Durkin now calling defense like he has absolutely should have been in the past? Has he been listening to the crowd being like, what the fuck are you doing? Is the defense for real? Because I think I'm sold on defense. To be fair, the tight end, their star tight end got hurt on the first play. I don't give a fuck, dude. The UCLA tight end in the second biggest college comeback of all time against us still ripped us for a million yards. Both of them did. Both of them were plus 100. Like, dude, the tight end always burns us in this game, no matter what last name's on their jersey. No, Durkin is, is absolutely not getting a pass from me yet. Um, yeah, it was good to see. I did see a lot of third uh, three-man fronts. It feels better when they don't get piped, I will say. So um, it's obviously, you know, when you play a good game, you're like, oh, you know, great game by the coaches. Sometimes, I mean, I don't know if Arkansas is good. I think Auburn was terrible last week uh, offensively, and I think Arkansas could go either way. Arkansas is out to injuries. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not convinced that this is what it is. Does it look better? Absolutely. Am I bitching about it? No. But am I convinced that Durkin is like the solution? Absolutely. No, no, no. I'm just saying the defense is picking it up. And I don't know. I, I wouldn't want Durkin to get an extension. I just wanted him to keep calling games like this. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, there's definitely been a, a large step forward. I'm sure that they actually had talks. It feels like there are adults in the building now for the coaching staff, whether it's Petrino or Jimbo or the boosters. Something has changed where they adjusted, and that's the biggest thing uh, seeing this game. And, and also looking at Arkansas, I mean, the games that they lost, they lost to BYU, a decent team, and then they, got, uh, they, they barely lost LSU. I mean, we were the team that absolutely cooked them. Um, so I don't think that they're that bad. They're still an SEC opponent. On a uh, uh, in a neutral stadium, and it's a huge game for their fan base. They've been dying to win this game. We've won nine out of the last ten in Jerry's world. Yeah, I mean, oh, that's the other the other point I wanted to make before we talk about the rest of the just general game stuff. How fun is it to just fucking own a team like this, dude? It, it's come to the point of just not even recognizing them because we have Arkansas and South Carolina that are defined as rivals. Like, think about that. Like, we do not have rivals with them. Our rivals are Bama, LSU, Texas. Like, we have rivals with top-tier class of college programs. These are not, these aren't on our level. Like, get the fuck out of here. Do not disrespect us with a shit-ass rivalry. We're big. That's what it means. We're back, baby. I'm just saying, you're right. We dominate Arkansas. Like, Arkansas has never felt like a good team, but they win they win some games. They beat, you know, some of the Mississippi schools. They beat LSU every once in a while. They at least play them close, right? Like, it feels good to be dominating a team like that. Whether we have the business doing it nine out of ten years is is a different story. But like you're saying, right, it's a rivalry game, quote-unquote, because it's kind of been, like, forced upon us. But, like, it's never felt like rivalry because they've never really beat us all that, all that often. So, um, again... I just we got to say, and we'll we'll talk about the offense. I'm cu- I kind of want to get into that now because I feel like we have to give a major shout out to Le'Veon Moss. He looks like he's established himself as a clear RB one, uh, just a man amongst boys out there. And 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 not to take away from the other backs, you know, it's it's obviously a complimentary backfield. But I mean, he just looks like an absolute dog. Despite 
But I think he got in on that last play. Would have loved to see the refs have a little petty review at the last second for the over uh, to hit. But luckily, it didn't take. You know, it is what it is. Let me take away from the other back. So, Mario Daniels is not it. And Ruben Owens just didn't get carries today, I guess, because he fumbled last week and they're trying to put him in the doghouse. But Le'Veon Moss, like you said, clearly separated himself from the pack today. He looked powerful. He looked fast. He looked confident and decisive. That's the type of running back that we need if we're going to be successful and to balance this offense, especially with Max Johnson being kind of up and down. I mean, 17 for 28, 210 yards, two touchdowns. Really bad interception to open the half, even though it was kind of the play call situation. Um, I think Le'Veon Moss looked way better than Amari Daniels, and Amari Daniels should only be used in certain situations. I'm not even putting on that first play of the half on Max Johnson. We ran that play three total times today. Uh, split back. The only play we ran in a split black was a inside zone and a fucking screen pass. So it was credit to that defensive back for actually making the read and learning from a situation. Uh, but at the same time, I don't blame that on Max at all. Le'Veon Moss is a dog, but I'm going to come out on the hotter side and say our entire offense is bitch made. We have too many divas out on the field at wide receiver. Uh, Anaya Smith made some plays on special teams. I'm not going to discredit Anaya Smith for the effort he put in on special teams, but remember, we're talking about offense here, and in terms of offense, you have Le'Veon Moss. We are bitch-made on offense. They do not want to make plays. Thank God our defense stepped up, but at the same time, like, hey, I don't know. Man. We were not making the plays we needed to make on offense today. Okay. Remove silence. Sorry, I had to for figure sure. out. No. But anyways, um, no, I mean, I, I totally agree with everything you guys have been saying. Um, Anias was electric today. It looks like he's kind of fully back from his injury. He's been fighting hard. He's been kind of working. Um, like he, he, sometimes he fights a little too hard, and you think he's gonna fumble. He like stays up for too long, and it's like, oh god, he's about to get ripped on this player. He's about to get this uh, leg broken. But I don't know. I liked what I saw to him today. The two punt returns were fantastic, and yeah, I mean, offense overall was cooking when Evan Stewart was healthy. But we got to look out for that next week. Yeah, my bad, Tom. I was, I was recognized at the airport here for my podcasting fame, so I had to talk to a fan real quick. Um, but, I, I mean, obviously we recognize the offense. I think the biggest redemption, beautiful redemption story, like a fucking Disney movie, is Anaya Smith going down last year. NFL hopes and dreams supposedly snatched from him in an Arkansas game last year that that we ended up winning on, that, on obviously, the oink joint. But to come back this year and, and return the, the punt, so basically put the game on ice was just so sick and awesome redemption story. So shout out to Sub-Zero. He's obviously the the heart and soul of the team. Uh, I'm glad to see him getting a lot of reps, especially with some wide receivers going down. So uh, I hope he proves himself and gets to make a, make an NFL roster next year. Let's talk about Evan Stewart because Evan Stewart obviously had the early touchdown, absolutely cooked somebody. Max Johnson, beautiful throw. Um, made an incredible catch later in the game after he came back from his ankle or leg injury, whatever it was, um, it, with the toe tapper where he got targeted and kept the drive alive. The entire game, Tom was telling us that Evan Stewart is not that good of a player um, and he's not the best player on the offense. Right. What, what he's the most talented player on the field. We do not use him correctly because any wide receiver can put up the production at Stewart puts up. Yeah, sorry, right. you know, he's, no, he's not relevant statistically. Yeah, he's taking pop off, cooking everybody, making insane catches, toe tapping. 
I love the six total plays he played on offense uh, in the second half. That was really good for statistics, right? No, any wide receiver can go up and put up those numbers. We've seen this earlier this year. The thing is, we're not using him correctly. That is evidenced by the very first touchdown. Why are we not designing more plays like that? The question is, oh, it's play calling. Well, if it's play calling, then okay. Add in the fact that he's a total fucking diva and can only be out there for 45% of the offensive snaps. You got yourself a average A&M wide receiver who is capable of making plays when it's counted on. I mean, when we're talking about production, we really haven't seen a performance like this since Billy's uh, fraternity league semifinals performance. Um, three touchdowns in the first half, 175 yards, uh, all while doing this after on a, you know, a huge hangover. So you have to respect the dedication to the game there, an absolutely huge performance. But uh, back to Evan, I think you're right, Tom. He's a little soft. It's... I, I felt like he was like, damn, I made a huge catch. Like, I'm going to take, like, a full series off after that because I got a hard hit. Like, a real wide receiver at, like, Bama or Georgia, they're jumping back in. They're chomping at the bit to, to get right back on the field the next play. So, um, love the guy. Respect his talent. Uh, I want to see him become a man and, and step into some of those more opportunities. I want to see him get more than two fucking receptions in an SEC game. How about that? How about Is that a real take? How about that? Bootsendons in an SEC game. If he's that big of a fucking playmaker, then make more receptions than Anaya Smith, which he he's just saw four. He made four receptions as as the number one receiver today, dude. No, get out of here with that take. Get out of here with this is a fake take. <laughs> You're fucking dumb, bro. I'm not saying no, he's not. He's a talented player on the fucking field by a long shot. Why is he not putting up eight catches a half? Why does he not have 50 yards? Like, he has 50 yards and two catches. Like, not he, he got hurt. No, but it was like a, it was all soft. It was like a little twisty, inky, and like a little like, oh, he hit me in my tummy. Like, I need him to like, I feel like he's like moaning when he's making these cuts at this point. Like, oh, like when he makes the cut, just because he's he's a little bit of a diva. Uh, again, he's him. Oh my God. No, don't disrespect it. I'm, I'm just saying, I need you to be like a Julio Jones type dog. I don't want to see like this. I don't think of it good. He's giving me Odell back. Good luck to your rep. You got the rep. You got the talent. The only thing that's left is on you to be a fucking man. Let's go. Pull your fucking boots up. Let's go. You play for AM. Let's fucking go. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I mean, look, I get it. You want him to be tough and all that, but like you, you guys are also sitting at home. Uh, you know, Billy's watching the game on his phone on a Southwest flight. He's like, why the fuck won't he get back in the game? I mean, let's be Me personally, I would have absolutely handled that hit and, and just kept it pushing. Yeah. Or see, not that big. No doubt that. Don't trip up. Be a little bit coordinated. Don't trip over your legs. How about that? See, I got to say, you got That was getting disrespectful. That's disrespectful. You guys are going to be regretting this. You guys are going to be regretting this when he cooks Alabama for like three touchdowns next week. I hope you're right. I'm not saying I, I want you to be wrong. I want him to cook Alabama for three touchdowns. I'm just saying, like, the level of talent he has is not matching the production on the field, and that's probably on the play calling. I mean, that's that's like semi fair, but it's again, it's backup quarterback situation. Like the backup the played for LSU as a starter. That what went eight and four at LSU as a sophomore starter, junior starter, and now he's in his third year from his junior year. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Okay, I mean, yeah, that's the take then. I I like Evan Stewart, and I appreciate him, and I I don't think that he's underperforming, but yeah, maybe he could. Stay on the field more. I, I don't know. I don't buy into people being injury prone. Before we move on, though, let's let's look in. Let's 
let's move on to the uh i guess the next portion of this like it what's next after this is everything for real now do you think we can handle Jalen Milrow? Do you think we can handle everybody next? I, like I said, the score didn't tell the story. We three, it was three in a row, third and seven plus, and the first two were way longer than seven, where we gave up a big play, let them chunk down the field, and then they got scores out of it. They got a couple of field goals. Uh so that happened. And then I'm trying to look at this. Hold on. Any scoring chance they had was just ruled out. Like it, the score of the, this game, you're right, didn't tell the story. They had the pick six. That was a touchdown, but most of their offense was field goals. Like, the defense truly dominated. Yeah, no, we dominated up front, and that's what was so awesome. We dominated it up front. The corners, when they had to make plays, they did. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, they got, got a couple of chunk plays, and then we fixed it. Uh, there were adjustments, and that's what I'm just going to harp on all day long. There were adjustments overall with, like, the coaching philosophies that we've seen over the past two weeks. And then there were adjustments within the game. Okay, this is how Arkansas is attacking us. We're going to shut it the fuck down. And it was beautiful to watch, man. I don't know. The the players are going to be confident. The D-line is going to be confident. We have the home field against Alabama. They have a bad quarterback. They have a running quarterback. It's a different running style, but it's still a running quarterback. We have all the confidence. We have the game plan. The players are feeling good. It's a good scenario, good momentum. I, I completely agree. Like, if we go out and dominate against Bama like we did today, there is no fucking reason we aren't routing them at home. Like, that was that was fun to watch. Certainly. I'm trying to look at some of my game notes here. I mean, Shamar Turner just was fucking dog. Walter Nolan. Yeah, dog. I mean, these guys were playing so well. There were a couple uh, of mistakes with by the DBs where KJ actually put a dime on them. They dropped one of the touch times. They had the one at the end. Um, but overall, just really, really solid, good defense. Um, let's see. Do you think I had I a lot of Le'Veon Moss? Go ahead. On the, so with these sophomores starting to take place, like if this is how they're playing now. Yeah. Next year is the year. Like this year. I'm not even playing next year. What about week nine? Well, if we hang on, and this is what we talked about after Miami, it didn't feel like the defense had a chance to recover from how they started and how they looked early in the year because Durkin was this the whole time last year. The defense was this. It's always underperformed. But now that we've seen them play like this in SEC ball, it kind of changes the perspective. And he goes, hey, look, we're undefeated in the SEC West. We picked up two big wins in the SEC West. If we can beat Bama at home and then we handle our business against lesser SEC teams this year, then it's going to come down to Ole Miss and LSU. And if it comes down to those two games, I think it's a successful season, especially with the backup quarterback. I 100% agree. I mean, even if you're pushing, if you are pushing a double-digit win season, like we might have on our hands. I, I do not, looking at the other teams in the SEC West, like if they go out and play and execute like this on defense, even whatever the offense is feeling like, if if the offense also lives up to potential, Jesus Christ, this team's insane. Oh, yeah. But even if the defense is doing things like this, what SEC team is beating us? Like, who beats us? That's spot on, and I think, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, and I'm going to pick the Aggies to lose the rest of the games this season because it's worth it. Please do. It's undefeated so far. Yeah, it's undefeated. I think this offense has scratched the surface of what it can be because it's so fucking early. They are so good. And we, we've only seen, we've seen some level talent at this point. We yeah. haven't seen anything else. And I think 
time come week six, like my Evan Stewart slander, I will happily eat shit on that when the time comes because the time is coming. Week six comes around. Everybody's playing together. These young guys, this young talented core steps up. You're seeing you're seeing the base laid finally here with the Auburn and, and uh, Arkansas wins. So Let's if the we... base start to get formed on the other sides of the ball, and you should be jumping out of your fucking shoes if you're an A&M fan. Exactly. And look, the the next two games are absolutely look, like juggernaut SEC teams. We've got Alabama and then at Tennessee. These are not going to be easy games. But after what we just saw, and mind you, Arkansas is probably not the same level of talent, but KJ Jefferson's that type of quarterback, and we dominated defensively to a point where it's like the entire game fell into place because of the way our defense played, and then our offense was good enough, and our offense is not going to turn the ball over that often. I think they've got some stuff to work through. But as you were saying, continuity with the offensive line, every year it's the same thing. Teams get better. The offensive line starts to get more physical. They start to mesh a little bit. The quarterbacks and receivers become more in sync. We're going to see Max Johnson get all these reps in practice. If, if he can stay healthy, if they can stay healthy, they get through this stretch of Alabama, uh, Tennessee, and then a bye week, we get healthy. We have South Carolina, who I've watched them play a few times. I, I don't think that they're any good. I'm not convinced either. Yeah, and after that, you got the Mississippi schools, which is always a gauntlet for us, Abilene Christian LSU. It's but that, uh, the Mississippi schools are a little worse this year, too. I mean, we say it every year. I'm never going to count them out. And I'm not even going to count these next few games. But if we win against Bama, <laughs> we can go to Tennessee confident that Milton is almost the same type of guy as Jefferson. Maybe a little bit more turnover. Milton would all mix with Jefferson. That's what Milton is. Sure. And if we can, if we can just prove that we're handling these dual-threat quarterbacks— and Max is just controlling the offense and feeding the studs like the way that we wanted to, and it's going to get better, and the O line's going to get better. It's like, hold on, it's it snowball. Unbeatable. No one's going to beat this team. It could snowball, man. We need to put up more offense. We really do. We need to control the clock. We need to punch in more scores. I mean, we we missed two kicks today. Honestly, Randy Bond, like his leg is pretty solid. Like he's not missing these kicks, and you're like, oh, this guy fucking sucks. You yeah, know? I I I think we should go easy on Randy Bond. For now. I agree. Yeah, it's not... He had an off day today. That's not like him to go out and miss two like that. I, I think we give him the day off. Say, get it next time, bro. Don't even worry about it. Because that's a... He's a good kicker. He missed he missed one of those kicks by like six inches, man. Like, it was... Yeah. If not both of those kicks. Like, they, they were not bad. He gave us a shot. It's just sometimes... Some you know, even though there's no wind in Jerry World, sometimes the wind goes, the ball bounces in your favor. Sometimes it doesn't. I think we give him the day off here. I mean, realistically, we left between twelve and twenty-four points on the board between the touchdown not called by the refs at the end, the the fumbled punt return, which miraculous. How the fuck did they come up with that ball, dude? Like, I don't think they did. Oculus Reparo on that right now. Why is there not a shadow diagnosis of where this ball was by yard line, by hands who touched it? I need that right now. I need that Twitter thread. Oculus, I know you're going to listen to this. I need it now at me. You can add Agnox, whatever you need to do. I need to see it. I need to see the diagnosis. You're the most reasonable and logic person on Twitter. We are, honestly, we support it. We support all that stuff on Twitter. We are also logical human beings on Twitter. So please, I need that diagnosis. Yeah, shout out Oculus on Twitter, the homie. Uh, no, but actually, um, 
I did want to mention, I tweeted five seconds before the the batted up pick six that just completely like turned the game around, kind of ended it. And I was like, I'm smelling a turnover coming here. Literally hit send on the tweet, look up, bang. Dude, under like a sleeper pick no one's going to talk about is going to be Bryce Sanders. Like coming up to the line, making plays where he needed to be, sleeper pick there, but also at the same time, A&M has a set of fucking linebackers, baby. Oh, oh yeah. God, Edge and freaking, oh, God. The front seven, man. I was forgetting his name, Russell. It's freaking Chris Russell, dude. They're so good. Russell, like, oh, and I didn't even see York out there. Where was Torian York? Oh, York, York was making plays all day. Look, I, I think we got to wrap this up, but looking at the front seven, uh, the philosophical, strategical change up front, when SEC play started, maybe there was a talk. Something happened. Some come to Jesus fucking coaches only meeting. Something happened where something changed. And now it feels like this team can actually make some noise. Uh, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We've got Bama at home next week. We've kind of got them right where we want them. It's going to be loud. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be under 75 degrees at the game. Like, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Absolute blast. We own Arkansas. We fucking we own them. fucking own them. Never. Thank you guys.